We're reviving a canceled undercover police program from the 80s and revamping it for modern times. One of these programs involves the use of young, immature-seeming officers. I think you idiots are perfect. Sad way to start this episode of the fourth leading pop culture podcast. Oh God! Hi everybody, welcome to Laser Time, the fifth leading pop culture. I'm sorry, and we we dropped a spot this week, but usually we pick a pop. Oh no, your 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 stats are outdated. We're the sixth leading. Oh my God, what happened? The five minutes passed. Oh my God, Earwolf must have done something. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Chris Antista. If you don't know what Later Time does, we pick a pop culture topic and we ride that shit with all the research and sound effects we can find uh, within a given week. I am giving the reins over to Diana. Hi, I'm Diana Goodman. Uh, we also have with us Michael Raparas and Henry Gilbert. But why do I have to give this over to you, Diana? Because uh, I did research. Well, because this this is a sequel. Uh-oh. It is a sequel episode to one we previously did. That episode was the best uh, live-action TV movies based on live-action TV shows. A distinction yep. we have to make because we've only done animated transition uh, ad- movie adaptations. Yep. Um, but this, but this, so this rounding is, out the trilogy. This has been a long time coming because this has happened way more than both of those. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Way and, more. And so we've covered the best. Action now it's time for the worst. Now it's time for the worst. As we previously Ryan covered uh, in a two-parter as well live action movies based on animated movies because for oh, some reason Hollywood has done that more than the latter which we also did uh, animated movies based on animated TV shows they made way more live action TV shows uh, based on yeah, animated they, movies they prefer yeah. to go from cartoon to live action not cartoon to cartoon because that just feels yeah, like a lateral why move. animate Fat Albert when you can just have <laughs> some guys dressed as Fat Albert well, then there are like three Inspector Gadget live action movies uh, with no animated movies well, ever well I bet the Fat Albert show is re- uh, film is real easy to watch now there is one good Chipmunks movie and it's animated. Mm. Yes. There are four terrible live action animated. I can't believe TV. they're making another <laughs> one. Yeah. Well, mm. I can because they always, kids love them. Kids, mm. lo- have kids been are loving. dumb. Well, we like the chipmunks and we were dumb too. <laughs> we were all exactly. dumb kids at one point. Yeah, kids are dumb and then they grow up to not be so dumb. I watched the, yeah, I, I think my first film I ever saw was the He-Man animated film and I so thought it was the terrible. greatest thing ever. And Secret was, of the Sword? It is yes. so fucking terrible. It's one of the worst things ever. Like It, it looks like they made it with the same Budget is a show, which is not a good budget. Like, I, I carried filmation's an, the worst. I carried an affection for the Care Bears movies uh, for a long time, and went back and rewatched them. And it it it, it feels like a fever dream. Like it, <laughs> I want to wake up now. This is just improvised. How do you improvise animation? <laughs> <laughs> so, Deanna, right, so. the, the criteria here is worst live action movies worst based on live action television shows. Television adaptations. Live but, action, live action, based on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Uh, if there's a tie, the tiebreaker is Metacritic or IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a huge surprise to me that most of these are adaptations of shows that were 20 and 30 years prior to them making the movie. I never really understand that. Especially, we mentioned again, Man from Uncle. Like, I never saw that show. 
No. Like how? That how show's yeah. like fifty years old. And now. you don't. I'm I'm one year out of the eighteen to thirty four marketing machine. I do wonder if it's just more famous in Europe and that the, that's who they made it for. But I also think Maybe. it's just a producer will sign off on any known quantity before something that's like, well, I have this idea that's never been done before. Oop, I'm going to stop you right there. Yep. Unless you're Christopher Nolan, you don't get to do that. So how about this property? It was a TV show 80 years ago. Yeah, so maybe you recognize the name. But uh, for this one, they blew a ton of money on a show you probably don't know. This is number 10 here, right? Number 10. Oh, fuck. Um... Wild West? Correct! Oh, wow! Yeah, you might recognize this more. Yeah! <laughs> Fucking ruining a good Stevie Wonder song. Yeah. It was a choruses were going straight to the Wild Wild West. Uh, I believe was it Pat Oswalt who wrote about this? Like he was a he was a writer on the MTV Movie oh, yes, Awards. Yeah, and like to show, like someone was giving a shit when we were talking about movie soundtracks. You guys don't know anything about mutant modern music. Fuck you, kid. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lee. You, know, you guys don't know anything about what came before. Either. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I actually had to turn that episode off because Brett drove me so crazy oh. because he's like, I really think that this whole soundtrack thing started about 1993. I'm like, no, no, it's just that's when you noticed it. That's not. When it started, anyway. We were talking about the, wild, wild, we were talking about the '93 is roughly when Brett became self-aware. No, we were talking about the marketing machine and the idea that the performance of this song on the MTV Movie Awards stage mm-hmm. cost three million dollars, ah, which suggests neat. which suggests a, a, a time when music could make three million, when a song could make three million dollars. There's well, like four people in the universe who can do this. That. Was a money pit of a film. The only good thing about that performance is. The clip that comes later, where they finish and everyone leaves, and some they left Stevie on the stage. Oh God! Of course, yes, Stevie yeah. wondered. No one. Which, came by the to way, if we get off. Cooper on for another conspiracy theory, uh, I don't know if we discussed that on that show. It's hilarious. There are conspiracy theorists out there trying to prove that Stevie Wonder is not blind. And I'll admit, I'll admit <laughs> the clips of him catching a microphone falling into his face. It's amazing. I don't know how he saw it there or how he did it and got the bam pulls out of the way. He did it. He definitely did it. Well, so after I mean. I mean, Will Smith was on top of the world at this point. Like he had, he was Mister July Fourth. He was Mister yeah. Independence Day. He had just done Men in Black, which was like this is a vehicle for me, and I will write the music for it, and it will be a giant hit, and I will sell a million copies of the soundtrack, and I'll get richer and richer and richer, and all my friends who I put on that song will be rich too, and it'll be great, and obviously that'll happen. That's that's what, and this is what happens when you assume success. You assume yeah. this will be successful, and that's why it's kind of fun to and point. You make it an like, ass out of you and me. <laughs> that's why it's so fun to laugh at these kinds of things. It is the definition of punching up that rich, famous people assumed they'd make millions more dollars, and so except they didn't realize they were making garbage. They yeah. they were it's just thinking of what they were it's selling. It's a show that was off the air for thirty years. Yeah. Very few people could remember specifically what the show was, and it, the show was. A lot of fun. My it best was, friend, James my, Bond in the old my best friend when I was fourteen, loved this show, and I could, I would just kind of fall asleep and fade, like fade out. It's an odd show, mm-hmm. but and they tried to keep some of that, but no, it was still it's one hundred and seventy million dollars. It has a wow. seventeen on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, boy, well we're starting at seventeen. Boy. We are starting at seventeen Jeez. for number ten. This is this is borderline Ooh. unwatchable. I also like so that. Bad. It's Will Smith is always associated with that because he wrote a song about it, but like mm-hmm. no one's like. 
Yeah, fuck Kevin Klein for that. Kevin Klein is immune from any criticism yeah. of a Wild Wild West. Check. Rightly so. Well, and no one remembers Selma Hayek's Kevin butt. Klein did not repeat the line, That is a man's head. <laughs> over and over again. But, well, yeah, it was... Uh, man, we talked about first nude scenes on just the last episode. Yeah, that Selma Hayek's butt is in it. It was a big deal in that movie, too. I think too, Will Smith's butt's in it, too. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, yeah. But it's... Oh, yeah, it's, well, we, we all... like. Well, you weren't here, Henry. We watched the documentary. I'm sure you have to have heard the Kevin Smith story. Everybody's heard the Kevin About Smith him trying story. to write a Superman film. The producer is this weirdo dipshit guy from the streets, Barbara Streisand's former hairdresser, <laughs> demanding a fight with a giant metal spider. Didn't end up making that Superman movie, but the giant metal spider did make it into Wild Wild West. And I just I want to recommend that people are yelling at me that documentary's not good, because it's not... It's like two and a half hours. It's not filmed well and should it's be. It's not a well done. But he finally got his Thanagarian snare beast. Yes. Thanagarian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snare beast. Uh, uh, by the way, that, that uh, forum name is available on LeisureTimePodcast.com. Yeah. Thanagarian I, I, I feel like Wild Wild West is like, I mean, it's the same director as Men in Black. Um, I feel like they didn't Barry really Sonnenfeld. know. Barry Sonnenfeld. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, it feels really patched together by committee. There's. Uh, a whole sequence that was added. They went back and did reshoots because mm-hmm. they realized it was getting boring. And uh, I'll just sum it up with what Roger Ebert said about it: like watching money burn on screen. <laughs> if they had just made a pile of 170 million dollars uh, and just set it on fire, watch us do this. Will Smith will sing about it. Yep. It's and funny that the uh, um, the same thing happens decades later with the Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Like, just think mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, Lone Ranger is better. I've heard by, by a country mile. It got all those bad reviews, but I know Quentin Tarantino said it was one of his favorite films that year. No, I've heard a couple people like. Well, I've I've actually like one of the best reviews I read of it after having seen it was mm-hmm. somebody saying like, this it, this should not be such high praise, but there's a huge action set piece at yeah. the end of the film, and I can tell exactly what's going on, where all the characters are, and what their role is during the entire thing. I, I can't say that about most other yeah. blockbuster movies. Yeah. yeah, I think it's big problem is it probably shouldn't have been a prequel, and it shouldn't have not one but two scenes of Native American genocide. Hmm. What? Yeah. Oh, That's I'm a little heavy tonight. for that shit. Right right yep. I did like, though, that everybody okay. was like Thanks. eager to pounce on Johnny Depp as a racist caricature, and right. then they make it clear, like, no, no, he's crazy even by the Native American standards. Like, yeah, he's their village idiot. That's not even my That's why he dresses that way. Yeah. It's at least a good ex- excuse for why Tonto is Tonto. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, but uh, anyway, number nine, counting down, uh, Rotten Tomatoes 15. A movie everyone has forgotten. And rightly so. Except the show had a bitchin' theme. No, not Car 54 Word. Oh, wait, Touch of Evil. No. No. (laughs) Ghostbusters. No. Gets. No. You're on the right track with Get Smart, actually. Oh, so another parodic. No. no. Oh. But it's about spies. Well, another spy thing. Not Man from Uncle. No. Uh, this, uh, Avengers. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> Getting close, though. This is uh, I Spy. Oh. I Spy. Oh, my God. Oh my I God. completely I forgot, forgot that. Owen <laughs> Wilson and Eddie Murphy's I Spy. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because I think, I think there was a, a big screen movie that Bill Cosby I Spy. As well, it might have been a TV movie. I think he was on the TV show originally. Yeah, he was. It was him and Robert Culp. Well, he was always friends with Robert Culp. Culp made appearances in his in uh, every once in a while on Cosby things. Yeah, it's about these you know kind of smooth dudes, and uh, I think it was Cosby played or no. 
Cole played a tennis star. And, yeah. and they were sort of undercover doing, like, spy detective and shit. It, and also, it cool. for its time, it was pretty cutting edge to see a network TV show that starred a black man and a white yeah. man. Like, the, and it wasn't man. about that. And it wasn't about that, yeah. yeah. It was like, post, everybody forgot about this It was post-racial. Yeah, and then garbage. Is yeah. it, like, the, the, the show or the movie? The movie. Uh, even the show. Like, the I, show was kind of forgotten. I don't know. It didn't seem to get syndicated. Or maybe it was Nick syndicated. Nick Knight is where I found it. I saw yeah, it. I it saw was it early Nick at Night, though. That's how I saw it. it was, yeah, I'm looking now. It's three seasons, so it couldn't yeah. have been that big a success. It was always after... Uh, I remember seeing on Nick at Night after the... Oh, the the ape show, the show of the apes. Oh, Lancelot Link. Lancelot Link. Yeah. Link. It was always oh, after Lancelot Link. Yeah. It's on Hulu. That show yeah. is fucking excellent. I just so remember stupid. like seeing a snippet of it when I was really little, and the Cosby Show was also on. I was mm-hmm. like, "Ah, Bill Cosby!" And my dad's like, "No, this isn't funny, this is, Bill Cosby." <laughs> it's like, you're right, it's not. I would have said like, "Why is this marker talking?" Picture pages, picture pages, lots of fun. Picture pages. Oh, oh. Cosby. Yes. Oh, Cosby. This this was not a hot Cosby at the box office. <laughs> um, yep. Okay. Now very I, but Owen Wilson and, and, and Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Owen Wilson and Eddie Murphy is a boxer. Oh, wow. Which doesn't make sense. What? Eddie yeah. Murphy is a boxer? No. What, is he like a junior flyweight? No. He does not like... have a boxer's build. He would die. I, I had heard this is what caused Owen Wilson to kill himself. <laughs> the DVD residuals and yeah, ice It's like, oh. Yeah. He got the check and I was like, oh, wow, I made that. <laughs> so this is 2002? 2002. See Mr. Bill? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Yeah, it had a budget of $70 million. Jesus it made fifty-five Christ. total. Wow. Internationally. Uh, it seemed to count on people remembering I Spy as a thing and they nobody no, did. No, no. Well, I think I think that it was... After the brief period of the late 90s where anything that just was a reference to a television show could be made somewhat cheaply, and you would make a buck based on nostalgic curiosity in a pre-internet world where you couldn't steal the movie outright, I'll mm-hmm. rent this, I'll I'll go see this, I like the old show, but this is really bizarre. Well, yeah, well, that, show. that makes sense for something that's made cheap, like mm-hmm. just barely not this making is, this list as Beverly Hillbillies, which only, cost, which only cost $25 million, oh. and it made double its money back. Everybody's great in that movie. Diedrich Bader, it Jim Barney, right Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin, who was in the closet at the time, giving... Uh, playing the ultimate lesbian role of her youth, <laughs> <laughs> because that actress was a lesbian too. Like one yeah. of very one of like two lesbians that were ever on American television back then in black and white. Like me, I can't. So think the original I Spy: A pair of intelligence agents posing as a tennis pro and his coach go on secret missions around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so Sounds Eddie fun. Murphy was a very bankable star back then. I had the professor in it. Wow, he was very he. Like his films, he could command like twenty million a movie after mm-hmm. after the clumps and uh, after he clumped it up. The same director as Doctor Doolittle as well, which also of course. Was so obviously, it was seems to me that it was Eddie Murphy saying, "I liked the show as a kid. I could star in the new version of it and get some I'm white blonde, copy, man. get some blonde guy yeah, who's but, oh, you know like is like really manly and smooth, and he is Owen Wilson is like a guy who sleeps on your couch." <laughs> <laughs> You don't uh, know how he got there. He just does. A fucking eye spy. Jesus Christ. I thought he was your friend. I don't know. So he is basically the, uh, <laughs> his character from that film, Matt Dillon. And, oh, uh, yeah. You mean Dupree? You mean Dupree. Right. Basically, he's Dupree that in real seems life. Seems like it. Like, yeah. Um, I should say that, uh, like the previous episode about good movies, uh, I had to discount a couple sequels, but not really. But mm-hmm. I had to keep ones that 
related directly to the TV show. Sure. Also, I really wanted to keep this one because I have a lot to say about number oh eight, also 15 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, this has uh, to be the Lawrence of my labia. I believe it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Sex in the City two. Uh, I have is not a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a sh- it's a short season. It's not a movie. Yeah. Okay, here I have. If you haven't seen the movie, it I, is, I have. It is everything anyone ever made fun of the show for being, mm. which the show wasn't. The movies are like. Parodies of the show. So Michael Patrick King. Queens. Did Michael Patrick King forget what, what was good on the show he I made? Think, did he just get rid of all his writers and he did it himself? Yeah, it might have just been I, that. I don't know. But here, here's okay. Imagine this for two hours, but with like three times as much ooing and awing. I actually had to cut down this clip because there's nothing but cooing in it. Welcome aboard Aftal Air. Thank you. I love your hat. Oh my god, this is bigger than my first apartment. And everything is so beautiful. Just like I promised. The best of the best. Would you get what a date? Not on vacation five minutes, and I already got a date. <laughs> That's <laughs> the entire <laughs> movie. It is them looking at luxury products. Yeah. And That's I'm sure they got a lot it. of integrated sponsorship in that film. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And that's a fake airline. They're not promoting that airline. <laughs> They're just like, this is what it's like to go on a fancy airline. Oh, look, you get free cookies. Oh, this is so wonderful. Oh, and then they get to the airport and they get picked up in a car. Is this car for us? Oh, this car is so great. I love it. Now, here's a hotel. <laughs> this is our suite panning across the suite. Hello, I am the butler. I am here for you. We get a butler. Oh, that's the whole movie. Well, what, and that's it. Like, but that, remember, that was producer the height of the recession. It's like, yes. you know, <laughs> consumerist escapism for women who are used to a better standard of living. Yeah, it's fascinating that the first one made a fuck ton of money came yeah. out right before the recession. Sex and the City 2 came out in ten, 2010 and a lot of people commented on yeah. how this is not funny anymore. And, and like, well, there's also like another movie before they go to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. There's like three different plot strands, like really important ones. And I remember they're like, because I do actually like the show. I do too. I, seen, I, I really do. I, and there's, there's it's all a this, lot smarter than people. There's a ton of garbage, some mild racism going on. And then, and then yeah. like, there's this moment <laughs> at the, where it stops and like Miranda and Charlotte are at a bar and talking about getting older and mm-hmm. what it's like to be mothers where it's like honest like the show is <laughs> that's so jarring to go back to like oh yeah that's oh look at that handbag Ooh. well and then poor Kim <laughs> Cattrall just becomes a cartoon yes like, I think she, she just... gets she gets fucked in the hood of a car underneath fireworks at the end of the film that is the, the <laughs> end of her that is the end of her story I love Kim Cattrall so much mm-hmm. she is so yeah. great and well, the thing I like about watching both of those films is that you can imagine the fights that were happening between Sarah Jessica Parker and and Kim Cattrall behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Was that really they happening? famously Why don't, don't like each other. Why don't you just film that? I would watch that they, way they, faster they, than I watch those movies. Those movies are so fucking. Even vapid. the first one. Yes. Well, I think also that, like, that one I haven't seen. That Kim Cattrall. It's the same. Just, it's the same thing, but you know, dialed down to like four, and and the I second know one is shits herself. I saw that part. I believe it's, it was partly a money thing too. That yeah. it was just that Kim Cattrall was like, "I am the most liked character." Clearly, on the I'm I, worth more, I, just as much as SJP. She is. <laughs> yeah, she, 
And Sarah Jessica Parker's lucky to be the producer of that show. She's the least interesting character. Nobody likes her. Everybody, no, everybody she's likes great. She writes one article every three months, lives in a million-dollar apartment. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob Mackey wrote a really great uh, parody of that about her trying to make money in a, in a <laughs> post-BuzzFeed world. <laughs> yes, yeah, it... Yeah, nobody. Uh, I and also I just love Kim Cattrall from Residual. Kim Cattrall love from MSD3K. <laughs> she was one of their like. Tim Crow Cattrall. was in love with her, and before <laughs> before she got a cast in Sex in the City, and everybody fell in love with her. City Limits. Uh, yeah. I also thought mm-hmm. Kim Cattrall was like the worst thing about the show because she overacts her way through every scene. Speaking of Buzzfeed, yeah. I bought a vibrator. <laughs> Inside no, you, my vagina. You could you could take her out and replace her with a drag queen, and yes. no one yeah. would notice. That's what she's, everybody. She's basically Snacklepuss without the entertainment value. <laughs> she still does a great and job. She, oh, and she really works her Snacklepuss. <laughs> Clink. Uh, yeah. Hot towel, wipe come off. Stage left, even. Well, also, this vibrator is obviously used. <laughs> oh, also, in the film, Liza Minnelli sings all the single ladies, too. At a gay wedding. Yeah, at a gay wedding. Well, cute. with the two characters who had Well, I guess we should just call it a wedding. Yeah. I did like the show. I was pissed like, Why off are these two characters getting yeah. married? Yeah, he, her. Uh, they're put, just. They're only two gay characters. Yeah, they yeah. just. Yeah, let's. It's, it's, it's such cheap writing of just. No, Stanford and. Mario uh, Cantone. Trying to prove that I watched a lot of the show because I Wait, did. Was that Mario Cantone? Yeah, yeah. Mario okay. Cantone. Yeah. I think it was the name Mario on the show. I feel like it was. Uh, nah, it might as well be. You guys, uh, hopefully, you guys listening uh, can correct us in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you won't. <sighs> All right, moving on from that. Oh, do got, we have to? Got that out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just dwell on this forever? Anal oh. stage right. <laughs> 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 That was a great laugh, Henry. <laughs> Number seven, worst movie based on a TV show. This was the longest span between the TV show and the mm. movie. Mm. 14 on Rotten Tomatoes. Dracula? <laughs> uh, oh, Dark Shadows. No. Oh, no, Dark Shadows did not make this list. Wow. It's, that's pretty bad. Though. Not terrible enough to be truly terrible. Dark Shadows. Uh, Stepford. No, that was the movie. Father of the bro- Father's Little. Di- Leave it to Beaver. It's probably the oldest TV show you've seen. The Daughter Honeymooners. Show. Honeymooners. The Honeymooners. Oh, Cedric the Entertainer. That's right. Yeah. Cedric the Entertainer, and um, I feel like Gabrielle Union must have been. Like she's. <laughs> I think she is. The- I own this movie on <laughs> full screen DVD as an ironic joke. Wow. I've Look, never seen it. In the, I didn't. That's not a racist assumption. Is Gabrielle Union in the '90s? She was one of like. Four black women who got cast in anything. Yeah. I, I've never seen this, but I've kind of been dying to. And yeah. I do find it was every time I would go to New York Comic Con, I'd stay at a hotel that was next to the uh, New York Port Authority, which is one of my favorite things to say in the universe. <laughs> and instead of a statue to a revered politician or historical figure, it is Ralph Cramden as a giant 20-foot statue outside of the New York Port Authority bus station. Hey, can we take that statue down to Philly and have them fight the Rocky statue? <laughs> oh, man. It's nice and slow. They see which one deteriorates first. Uh, this, I thought, the box of the movie is funny because, like, I know the honeymoon is very little. The one thing I do know is that it's f- about four people. Yeah. The box of the movie thought the funniest thing to put in front of Cedric the Entertainer, they're above the title star, 
is the honeymooner's dog, which doesn't exist. What? Yep. But um, <laughs> no, they got to cut to a dog <laughs> for reaction there's, shots. There's a dog oh. in the movie. I, I, again, I've never what? seen it. Yes, there he is on the poster. If you see there, does what? it cover its yeah. face with its paws when oh, something embarrassing I bet happens? He does. Cedric the Entertainer gets stuck in a lie, and then the dog's like. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel Union's like, I can't believe it. One of these days, Alice, I'm going to beat the shit out of you (laughs) in front of everybody, even the guys filming. (laughs) Oh, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see you try. I, I mean, was Cedric the Entertainer as much of an asshole as as um, uh, Jackie Gleason? Jackie Gleason was. I, I, I find that hard to believe. Uh, the clips that I've seen, I admit, I haven't seen the whole thing. The clips I've seen, no, it seemed to focus more on his get rich quick schemes. Mm. Which is sort of his a, schemes are fun. Yeah, yeah, which is definitely part of the honeymooners, but it's like mm. the third or fourth thing down the list <laughs> when you think honeymooners. Yeah, so. I think of an angry man. That's all I think of, yeah. and he's he's crammed in. He and can't. He's got a sarcastic wife. Yeah, and that, yeah. and but who loves him in the end of the in at the end of the day? And then yeah. he has an idiot friend. I think that also hurts the honeymooners is just that the Flintstones stole it so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. it's not. It's like ninety five percent the honeymooners. The characters yeah. talk the exact same. It is yes. insane. There was no lawsuit involved. Mm. How did yeah. they talk, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie. <laughs> Hold on, that's a YouTube video on youtube.com slash later time network, edited by Tony. And I forgot, why did I do that? And it was because somebody named themselves Barney69. In our forums, So I yeah. decided to do to improvise a session of the Flintstones discussing whether or not they'd 69. I'll suck your dick, Bon, and you'll... And you'll will you come in my mouth, Fred? <laughs> your Barney Rubble impression may actually be more spot on than the Fred Flintstones. I, I love saying Bon. I love saying Bon in that accent. Bonnie! <laughs> Bonnie, you bit my chef. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the other actress in Honeymooners is the other black woman who got cast in most things. It was Regina Hall. So it was always the two of them. They're both great. I love both of them. Wait, Regina Hall or Regina King? No, Regina Hall. Oh, okay. I like her too. I like Regina King better though. (laughs) She's cool. And Roger Ebert was on two two seven. Apparently, Roger Ebert was one of the few people to give it a positive review. He actually liked the. I made a joke that all of you have cringed at on the show, but when Mm -hmm. I say a remake starring this, a black remake starring Cedric the Entertainer, he had either just followed this up with or vice versa. Who's your caddy? The Caddyshack, re- right. the, the black Caddyshack remake. Right, so yes. for a while, that was all Cedric the Entertainer did. Yeah. Doesn't that a, a bad joke, a throwaway joke on the Clerks TV series? Like Caddyshack 4, the shack is back and black. Yes. That was a joke. Well, it's right. It's Blackie Madison. It's this uh, Adam yeah. Sandler remake. That more reminds me of like Soul Play. Like Soul Play was the most successful of that kind of thing, which. By the way, I, I think one of my favorite jokes ever, ever on uh, the cartoon of the Boondocks was Soul Plane 2. Like, that's one of the, Especially because the actor who is in Soul Plane that also plays gr- the grandfather on... Yeah. Uh, John Witherspoon. John so Witherspoon. Re, re, he played himself in Soul Plane because oh, he knows God. he would be fucking cast in Soul Plane 2. <laughs> and, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right, let's go to one more before we go to the break. Number six, 13 on a Rotten Tomatoes. And also Mm. the biggest uh, monetary loss on this list, it Mm. cost $50 million, and it brought in 11. 11. Boy. Uh... 
just, just a good old boy. Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah. Hazzard. Not bad, bad. Yeah. Directed yeah, by uh, Broken Lizards, Jay Chandrasekhar. Chandrasekhar. Yeah. I've had like four beers. I cannot say. Yeah. This this kind of disappointed me because this came coming after Super Troopers. I was like, hey, yeah. this that could get interesting. And the, no, Dukes it was the opposite. Dukes of Hazard was the first live action TV show I ever liked. I liked it a lot, and I've never gone back to read it. I'm kind of afraid. It's, it's harmless, right? It's it has a big Confederate flag the whole time. <laughs> yes, yeah, it it's pretty dumb, though. I mean, it's fine. It was it's never dumb. a good show. Was, I yeah. mean, it was just a watchable Them Duke boys show. is promoting the cause of slavery. <laughs> you got to hunt them down. Oh, Boss Hog, Bo and Luke are up here talking about how black lives matter. (laughs) (laughs) That don't stand in Hazard County. Yeah, that's probably the biggest problem. It's like, there aren't really any black folks in Hazard County. There's cool car stunts. The places where I lived, in between places where there were buildings, there were also no black people. (laughs) I grew up in the South. Hazard County is kind of like Lil Abner's dog patch or something. It's just... (laughs) So it's a place full of white rednecks. Mm. So there was cute casting in the film of having, like, uh, Burt Reynolds is in it, I believe. Yeah, right? and he's, yeah, yeah he, he's Boss Hogg. He's Boss Hogg. Really? Yeah. And, and honestly, like, Johnny Knoxville is the right person to cast oh. at that time. I guess Sean William Scott was... Eh. I want to go on a limb and say that both those guys are kind of awesome, and they've fallen mm. off the radar, and they don't get cast in big starring roles anymore, but I think they were pretty... Pretty good leading men. Pretty funny guys. And then uh, Jessica Simpson. Simpson, Jessica Simpson. Is Daisy, Daisy Duke. Duke. That's fine. Casting. Well, she wears yeah. Daisy Duke's fine. She's mm-hmm. very yeah. good at that. Uh, Willie Nelson is Uncle Jesse. He's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's got a couple like the only good laughs in the movie is about how really, that how high he is all the time. Uh, I'm curious, and Diana. Who plays you? Cooter? I don't. Know. <laughs> that I don't. Recall. Jessica Simpson as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's skirt over that bad joke. And, and, and Diana, what is your assessment of the car chase work in this film? Is that something you good. care about? It's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they went to the trouble of having real. I saw a couple things shit. in the trailer. Yeah. Like that looks fucking awesome. Like yeah, it's good actual. You know, it's car just a giant eight done. cylinder fucking Plymouth going. They, going in a circle at an impossible speed. They do a real d- giant jump in it. That's I'm pretty get nuts. Fucking pummeled for my description of the car in the movie. <laughs> I, I, I know this already. They do a real. Yeah, it's now you can't sell it anymore. It's it's now a, a leftover. No, uh, I, I told generally, you. I, like, like the day after they announced it, like Confederate flag was being removed from shit. Mm-hmm. Like the Dukes of Hazard, whoever owns that license, like yeah, fuck it, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. We still want the General Lee out there. Uh, even I'm sort of like. No offense, but like I owned a bunch of General Lee cars as a little kid. Uh, it's kind of just an orange car without without <laughs> without not, doesn't yeah. have much personality. It's yep. also named after a Confederate general. <laughs> it is just the say. Confederate general, the it top is. Confederate general. I support what they did in like this. I went to Japantown and like support they're, they're, the Confederates. What no, they no, did. no, God damn it! I guess I should have finished that sentence. I didn't think it was interesting. Uh, I, fine, great, take it off. But I, I, I'm like, yeah, that'll that'll work. And then like a week after that, I went to Japantown to the super hobby dork store mm-hmm. where you can like rebuild Batmobiles and like Mars Attacks characters. And it was a general league with no Confederate flag, like wow. still, like like immediately. Mm-hmm. So wow. I, I guess they took it pretty nice. seriously. I hope you like that. I was wondering, like, but put a fucking flag on yeah, top of it at something. least. Like, put a fucking rainbow flag. For yeah, fuck's yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that would be a wonderful caveat. It would be an instant sensation. Yes. yes. Again. Yeah. 
Or just whatever the state flag or whatever there, Georgia, Tennessee, whoever cares. It has the Confederate flag in it. It might still have it in there, but (laughs) at least it's something. I bet Bo and Duke had a big gay audience back in the 70s. Oh, I bet they did. They are good looking. They're good looking boys. They wore tight pants. They did. Really tight jeans. Wait, because that show had a weird weird saga where the guys had a salary dispute and were replaced by different people. Yeah, they're cousins. In like the fourth season. Which made me wonder, like, what does their family tree look like when there are so many cousins? running around like Beautiful. no nobody is a sibling like, everyone's just like Bo and Luke yeah <laughs> they had so, so they have at least four aunts and uncles who each have one kid I guess Diana you have to come down there with me and you it's can like, see why I have like a white a... trash fetish everybody there is like all malnourished with like giant ticks or pecks and like just God don't make no trash oh yeah a lot of underbites though but um <laughs> some of them look like living Simpsons characters with model bodies but uh Love oh southern, white trash fetish I got it so, I was gonna say it's like a Disney thing where everybody's like uh, nephews of the main character and That's then true. what they don't tell you is Huey Dewey and Louie are not actually brothers but cousins identical cousins yes they are no I'm just making this <laughs> up. I was gonna say like, I think they they addressed we're the, setting up a segue for the Patty Duke movie, movie. oh wow. god <laughs> all right do we need to go to break I need let's to take go a to piss. break. Uh, about that time, old uh, Michael Parez, Diana Goodman, Henry Gilbert, Chris Antista had to go take it. Stay right there. To the Dukes, that's about like taking Grandma for a Sunday drive. The hazard will continue. Yo, guys and girls. Hi, I'm Chris. This is Later Time. Hope you're enjoying this delayed sequel from um, an episode we ran earlier last month, I believe, uh, that was best live-action movies uh, based on live-action TV shows, which is, in and of itself, part of a weird quadrilogy interquel... You know what? Never mind. What I want to tell you to do is go to lasertimepodcast.com this week, because blah, 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 stuff on Peanuts, Tomb Raider, uh, James Bond, who knows? Just, I'm telling you, go to the site... But most of all, most of all, we have a feature called Monday Night Movies for uh, our Patreon users. That's every Monday night we watch a movie with everybody live. Uh, we're doing Star Wars all leading up to um, Force Awakens. We are beyond the prequels. Aha! It's all good from here on out. And we're starting with Star Wars. And we've made a tradition every month with five Mondays in it. We stream one for free for everybody regardless of Patreon. And that just so happens to be this Monday. This Monday, watch Star Wars live with us. It'll be on YouTube. If you'd like to catch up and watch it later, but watch Star Wars live with us uh, tonight at 6 p.m. We would really love to have you. Um, but that's 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 the biggest plug I want to get out of the way. Stay pay, stay tuned, pay attention. Let's keep uh, let's keep our eyes and ears open when it comes to laser time stuff. We got Cape Crisis this week, an all new video game apocalypse where someone presumably might have played Call of Duty. I cannot guarantee it. An all new episode of Talking Simpsons. We are beyond. I don't know what happened last week, but it went up to iTunes late. But it's still there on the site first. Or TalkingSimpsons.com if you cannot wait. Uh, yeah, that'll be up at this Wednesday. And yes, why don't I end the plugs there? The point is, go get yourself a file of Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, if I must say it. And come watch it with us at 6 p.m. Pacific, LazerTimePodcast.com. Love you. Bye. They believe in the general Play it's a time, second segment. All aboard! Let's go! What the hell? All right, 
right, we're coming in with our number five. No, sorry. Yeah, number five on the list. Number five. With the 12 on Rotten Tomatoes. Anybody? This is on the tip of my tongue, but I can't figure it out. He's a Martian. Martin? Oh, oh, my, my favorite God. Martian? My favorite wow, Martian. Jeff Bridges, Christopher Lloyd. My yep. favorite Martian. Wow. wow. This is another show I, I found through Nick at Night. Before, I think they could afford good shows. Yeah, they had. They had. It was <laughs> not a good not show, a good but it, it lasted. Show. I think this is another show that lasted like three seasons, but yeah. was syndicated to shit. Yeah, only uh, 107 episodes. It's also Holy another God. show that had. Uh, remember, like I think it was a filmation block when we were like in the early early 80s. It was like the Laverne yeah. and Shirley in Time show, mm. and oh, and then like it had a My Favorite Martian like mm. filmation Ugh. animated show. It was now terrible. You my home planet, Jeff Bridges. I, mm. I forgot what I was doing. Uh. My, no, it's, nope. it's yeah. a bad Disney live action subpar type movie. Yeah. I, I think it bad. just got by on people remember it just because the antenna is coming out of a head. That's it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's a very defining, like iconic picture, but. That's it. Like, nobody cared. Even that, they'd just say, like, oh, that guy was in Cocoon who played the original Martian, right? That's it. Like yeah. that. Wilford Brimley? No, no it's no. Uh, Ray Walton. Uh, guess yeah. how old Wilford Brimley was Mr. when Jessica he did Cocoon. Tandy, right? Wasn't he in his no, 40s? 50s, oh, but yeah. He's, yeah, he's playing someone, like, dumped in a senior citizen's <laughs> hospice. He, like, 50. <laughs> yeah. tra- you do. The day we're recording this, he turned 81 today. Oh, Jesus. Right. Like, or I guess he was 81 like 70 years ago. No, no, back when all I eat is Quaker Oats. <laughs> Stop looking at my gun. <laughs> Quaker Oats for diabetes. Jesus crackers. A diabetes is actually. Uh, yeah, That's I, the reason I look so old. Diabetes. I, I feel nothing for like even this was no. this was the era when Disney was remaking a lot of that well, stuff like that. that darn but that shows you that. how much of a trend it was because they made like this and Inspector Gadget like around mm-hmm. the same time. Disney didn't own these things. It's just like that seemed to be what Hollywood was doing. It was the Marvel movie of the time. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wow. needs to take a stab at adapting an old sitcom. Yeah, yeah I think they would have been. They were better off doing like the Shaggy Da and uh, other at least the, their own the bad things that they owned. You know, instead of instead of a shitty TV. You didn't show. like Dougie Fresh and that darn cat? Yes, no? exactly. Christina, Christina Ricci, Ricci. Uh, yeah. and uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor as. Uh, Shaggy dog. Tim Allen is the shaggy dog. Yeah. God, I remember that poster being terrifying. <laughs> it was so creepy. Oh, yeah, it was like a in dog. Transition. It's like a dog with human eyes. It's creepy. I'd see it at the bus station and be like, "It's looking at me." When you hear about a trans film back then, that's what it would be. <laughs> Men turning into dogs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway. My, I, I have no feelings about this film. Yeah, I've never okay. seen it. We might have more to say about this next movie. Number four, we're taking a big step down. Five on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa, five percent. Five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, the movie that is going to screw you up every time you look on Netflix. Oh, is this Avengers? This is Avengers. Alright. Dig this theme though, it's so So, awesome. Theme is great. Ray Fines, Uma Thurman, um, Sean Connery Connery, uh, battling a weather bomb? Uh, <laughs> don't we have the original series like on DVD? We do. One of uh, our friends gave it to us as a wedding present of just that. the Emma Peel seasons. Nice. Well, because nice. she's the best. Diana yeah. Rigg in a cat suit kicking ass. Yeah. That's uh, the old lady on Game of Thrones, by the way. What? She rules, Diana Rigg. Who is she? Uh, what old the, lady? In um, uh, what's her name? Marjorie's. Marjorie's grandma. grandma. Yeah. Oh, she was. She was. 
the an Avenger. Yeah, she oh. was Emma Peel, the most famous one. Yeah, that black. I never saw the show. Black cat suit and her little kind of flip hairdo and thick mm. eyeliner. She I, just I rem- beat the shit out of everyone. She's so cool. Remember being a little Marvel nerd, very disappointed learning this title had nothing to do. <laughs> and I thought at the time, Marvel title, it, it, the official title is Marvel's The Avengers, or in England, right. Marvel's Avengers Assemble, because this fucking movie exists. Yep. It doesn't want to be mistaken for it. Yeah, it was, I mean, the series is still well-loved in England, I'm pretty it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, been it's, curious it's about the series. It's a lot of fun. In America, I mean, we didn't care much. Yeah. They were okay I got, with it. I, I started watching uh, The Prisoner a couple years ago, and like, oh, that show was so like, that's, this is really fun when they actually have a budget, and it's not mm-hmm. on this closed set. This is great. Also weirdly, did you watch the remake of The Prisoner that they did? No, the one on AMC? Yeah, that was also weirdly fun. Very was very surreal. Was it Ian McKellen yeah. on that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was the bad guy. Yeah, it was, it didn't switch it was every time. different so, than the show, but it was weird. But yeah. this film was like, the film version was infamous. It's in a notorious one. It was mega so bomb. Bad. But everybody hated it. It wasn't just that it was like a bomb, but it... The uh, reviews well, were it, it just savage. drove me crazy because it's such wasted potential. It's a great property. This is insane. It's got a great. It's really well cast. I mean, Ray Fiennes is, is really good casting. Uma Thurman. Yeah, I think Ray Fiennes didn't it. do anything. Like he does like what, like one movie every three years, and he picks yeah. them very carefully. Well, I, I was he's this also Vodemort. Vodemort. Yeah, and That's I was really looking forward to seeing uh, Sean Connery as a bad guy. I mm. thought that would be so much fun, and everything in this movie is. Garbage. Remember, I was talking about it's actors never... we grew up that'll be senile soon. Yeah. Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's happening. We can't even see. That's it. why we yeah, don't see him. It's all so misguided and so so bad. Yeah. Every scene goes on a little too long. They think the banter's witty, and it's not. Mm-hmm. The plot doesn't really make any sense. There's something about like he controls. He's got a thing that's going to control the weather, but also he's made an Emma Peel clone, and then there's fighting and. and, and uh, what was fun about the original series? It's it's a bit campy and mm-hmm. it's it's actually very comic uh, based. Mm-hmm. It's if comic sort book of you mean or comic comic, comic book like mm-hmm. if like an adventure comic book mm-hmm. with like sexy spying type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it didn't. It's seem... a lot of. It's just fun. It's got a little sci-fi in mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. The film didn't seem to have the sex appeal that the no. show did either. Now and no. I feel bad for Uma that Uma was. Uh, she she's still great. I love Uma Thurman. Like, I, uh, I think has she she's not been not anything in right years? in this movie. No, what? What was the last thing she was in? Well, her problem is that she's now an actress over thirty-five, so she doesn't get cast in things. Patricia Arquette, she's around. What to play somebody's mom yeah. in one true. movie for twelve years? <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah, it's that's that's why you don't see her anymore. Well, I don't. And the think... last time you got to see her in something was because Quentin Tarantino jerks off to looking at her feet. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like fifteen years ago. <laughs> Oh, man. God, you're I'm depressed. Right. It was. It was a very long time ago. 13, wow. 13 years ago. Um, it was after 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> I was working at a movie theater when uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2 came out. Kill Bill, I bet I've told this to the listeners before, but Kill Bill comes out same day as Volume 1. comes out same day as House of the Dead. And I knew House of the Dead was bad before it came out. Everybody stayed. I watched Kill Bill that night. All of my uh, coworkers watched the screening of House of the Dead and they're like, this is the worst fucking thing ever. And so the next day, I was telling people who bought tickets to House of the Dead to see a scary film. I would tell them, like, please, change this out for Kill Bill. It's so much better House of the Dead. You're really <laughs> going to regret House of the Dead, I'm telling you. 
And then I remember distinctly like two two different couples saying like they didn't want to see something that violent in Kill Bill. When right. they'd rather see House of the Dead. Well, most of it is Dreamcast footage. Jesus. There was somebody else who like left the theater during the anime mm-hmm. uh, portion of Kill Bill mm-hmm. and demanded a refund because they did not pay to see cartoons. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! That's one of the, my only memorable scenes from Kill Bill. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, again, I'm the only one who's like not a huge fan of Kill Bill One. I love Kill Bill Two, I, Volume I Two, Kill Bill One. But, yeah, the whole the whole showdown at House of Blue Leaves, the entire sequence start fun. to finish is great. Yeah. That is fun. Yeah, they're both really good. I, it's hard for me to pick. I just watched them both recently again. I think two two has better character stuff. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it really is where it's more like a Tarantino. Tarantino movie. deals yeah. with character things, and also there's no it it gets away from heavily choreographed fight scenes like. Actually, aside from the big fight between uh, the one-eyed girl and uh, mm-hmm. and, and B, you really hands. don't see any big fights. Nope. They're, they're, the five-figure poker. The death. final battle to happen sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> there are chairs talking. Superman was born. Superman. You see, that's actually my problem with with Kill Bill Two is mm. the Tarantinisms. Mm-hmm. It's like so. I buy well, the ticket for D. Yeah, it's like, well, uh, I mean, we could have a cool fight scene, or I could lecture you for ten minutes about some pop culture thing, Spider-Man and it's it's Peter a great Pan. it's well, a great speech, so, and it's it's interesting, but it's a little too much. Well, like, the, so I'll tell you the difference. Between, I see the strings. I'll tell you the difference between that. It is a very writerly scene, and yeah. those are that you'll always get that in a Tarantino film. But I think the difference between that and, say, a similar speech you'd get from any character in a Kevin Smith film is that it did feel true to Bill's character. Mm -hmm. Bill is super into comic books. That's why he built an assassin squad with secret (laughs) names and lives in this mystical world he creates around himself because he's a nerd who wanted to build nerd shit around himself. Like, he wanted his own secret identity just like the comic books he loves. Yep. That at least goes to his character. You're really far away from the Avengers. Yeah, that yeah. movie's not good. <laughs> well, I guess this is a testament to the It was, it was an Uma Thurman Avengers. in a cat suit. Mm. Also, the uh, assassins in Kill Bill are based on Fox Force 5 from Pulp Fiction. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, they yeah. are the Fox Force 5. That's yep. true. Yeah, no, Avengers. So the Avengers. Just, <laughs> Avengers. Avengers. Just don't see it. Sorry, British people, if you re- like the Avengers. Re- please reboot it. If they want to re- do something with it, reboot it. Or just go watch the original. They're all really fun. It's been long enough. I think that's true. After a while... I should mention, after a while, Diana Rigg left, and Honor Blackman came in, mm-hmm. the lady who played Pussy Ooh. Galore. Was she mm-hmm. uh, related to the guy who played Onyx Blackman on Strangers with Candy? No. <laughs> but it's just, it's a it's really... It's a very ugly word, Mr. Blank. It's a really fun show, <laughs> and uh, you should probably check it out. There's probably big chunks of it on YouTube for all I know. Onyx Blackman. God damn it, I love this show. <laughs> oh, man, is Strangers <laughs> with Candy on this list, too? I did, it was not very Oh, well. goodness. No. No, it, it was. was it it is. Let me look it up, though. It's. It's not that it. It was terrible. It's in, got a fifty-two. It was. So look, I like it. It's nowhere near as good as any episode of the show. No, it's, it has that. nothing to do with that. It's that, like its best jokes are jokes that were done on the show. Mm-hmm. It seemed it wants to reintroduce itself to a new audience. With, who were not there to begin with. It was the people who already liked Strange. So you recast all the people I like with your celebrity friends, and I get to rewatch you do all the jokes I already liked and have been watching for four years waiting for this movie. I hate Strange with Candy, the movie. I hate it. I haven't bothered to watch it. Yeah, it was one of the first movies I, I was. I, I came to San Francisco as a doe eyed Florida boy, and like, it's actually in a theater here! We've never I seen so this in Florida! I was so excited. Yeah, I'm going to take all my friends! Two people to go see it. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and it wasn't. And everybody was bored. And it wasn't. And none of the jokes were as funny as they were on the show. And that was all they really had going. The same jokes they wrote for the show. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a bummer. I, but no other, no other 
TV to movie adaptation I, I, have I really seen that with other than Brady Bunch which was doing it as a reference to then build upon mm-hmm. they don't redo the jokes from the show in the movie sorry mm-hmm. Maria Thayer's pretty good at that too. I had a poster of a movie and I'm wondering if it's going to get a poster of a movie adapted from a TV show and I really wonder if it'll be on this list mm-hmm. and I know it's bad Boy, poor X Files is just in this middling zone it's of like right not bad middle. enough or not good enough. Yeah, but also like none of these, the best or worst, were TV shows from our generation. Really, well, they're getting to that now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're starting. Yeah, to that I now. guess you're right. We're that old now. We're the age our parents were when the Fugitive came on. My parents were just a few years older than I am now, and they were probably saying, like, "I remember watching the Fugitive as a kid. I'll go watch that movie." Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, here's one. Uh, yeah, third worst. This is the third worst. Four on Rotten Tomatoes. Number four. Four percent. Four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is this a mod squad? Good Yeah. Henry. I remember that as another film that was like, why does this exist when I was a kid? So was this Claire Danes, Omar Epps, and Giovanni Ribisi? Right. Wow. Man. Really? And this is the second appearance of Omar Epps on this list. He was, he's yeah. in Honeymooners. He's not, yeah. I think yeah, he's it, Art Carney's character. I think it might be Mike Epps. They're, oh, they're <laughs> so... It's... You're right. They... they the whole concept is so stupid and yeah. does not play... What was the 19- concept of Mods? It, it does was- not play in 1999. The whole idea was that uh, it's almost like 21 Jump Street. Like yeah, They're, they're young, cool people that are like undercover. undercover cops as young, cool people instead of big old square cops. Mm-hmm. And that works in like the late 60s, you know, up to... This was off the air in 73. <laughs> Can you imagine it working now? Hey, it- kids, want to <laughs> see some cool cops on television? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Finally, cops are cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember this uh, making le- red leather jacket seem very appealing to me. But uh, is that Claire Danes in the cover? Th- well, also, well, also, I was a fan of the first five years of uh, Saturday Night Live, and those red leather jackets are all over that thing. Right. I think that's what um, I prefer: yellow leather. What the, the, the <laughs> red what? leather, yellow leather? If we were supposed to do an exchange, yeah. uh-huh. red no. leather. Leather, yellow. yellow leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, yellow leather. red leather, red leather, <laughs> red leather. That's after six Shoot. years, people. I'm available. Hire me. Hire me. <laughs> I was doing a. You missed my shoot joke. So yeah. It was a. That was a reference to whatever. Yes. <laughs> Duck season. Fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, Mod Squad. And, yeah, I didn't. Have any of you seen the movie to- or the show? Totally saw the show. Don't remember a I fucking saw thing. An episode of the show. Yeah, I, we I, watched an episode that was on like Sunday afternoon. We we're like, holy shit, the Mod Squad. Well, I remember the the, the guy really stupid. The guy who played one of the characters on Mod Squad is in the movie, and he was briefly famous again thanks from Tales of the Hood and uh, Half Baked. Clarence Clarence Williams the third. Yeah, yeah. and then he he played the villain in this movie, I think, I and he was an original member of the Mod Squad. Wait, is that Huggy Bear? No, Squad? that's that's Starsky and oh, Hutch. Starsky and Hutch is, so is that on the list? Oh, you bet. Oh goodness, what a oh, Let's see, Starsky and Hutch has a sixty-three. Oh, mm. not so bad right, enough. Right, so hardly not. It's bad. right in there with Brady Bunch movie and uh, X Files: Fight the Future. Mm. Well, Starsky and Hutch was not a bad. It at least knew like, no, we're funny. We're not going to try to be serious, Mod Squad. We're yeah. we're making a joke about this, and it will be set in the seventies. And of course, we'll have Snoop Dogg there to say a few lines. He was Huggy yeah. Bear. He was Huggy, Huggy Bear. Yes. He was, I don't know anything about that movie, except that the guy directed a bunch of episodes directed the best movie of all time, Fly to the Navigator. Fly to the Navigator? Oh, is a bunch of Mod Squad? Uh, no, no. Uh, Sarsky and Hush. I see. Yeah. Which, again, I've never fucking seen, but I grew up at, with that show being a punchline mm-hmm. uh, as, as a show that is old and silly. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And it uh, did not do good in the transition. Yep. Uh, poor, poor Claire Danes, man. Before yeah, she didn't, she didn't have much good stuff for her. Most you know, like broke down Palace. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Midnight Express with I ladies. Remember that? That's no. the movie that got her like banned from the Philippines or whatever. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Oh wait, no. I reflect seen, very fondly upon it. I've seen that one where she gets yeah she gets put in the Philippines jail. Yeah, like twenty it's bucks. It's like a Thai prison or something. Yeah. Thai prisoner. Yeah. Whatever it's like whatever country they actually filmed it in, she complained about after the fact, and so they're like, <laughs> "Fuck you, you can't come back in our country." <laughs> and now she's the star of Homeland. So mm-hmm. screw that, man. Yep, uh, I will say watching the Mod Squad, watching an episode of it. Pretty much, I spent the entire time just uh, staring at the blonde girl and being like, "God damn, Rashida Jones looks so much like her mom." <laughs> oh, that's right, I it's forgot. Rashida Jones. Is it real? Mom. Mm-hmm. And then she yeah. ended up mm-hmm. with Quincy uh, Jones, Pe- yeah. Peggy Lipton, who was also wow. on uh, Twin Peaks. She was the waitress, mm. blonde waitress. Mm. There you go. And if you see pictures of them together, you realize. Mm. Yeah, holy shit, she looks just like her mom. It's Fire Walk With Me the next one up? No, uh, Fire Walk With Me, uh, Wait, can someone explain to me the order of that Twin Peakery, just out of curiosity? Fire Walk With Me is a prequel. But it was shot after the show. Yes. After after both seasons. Yes. And there's another TV movie that started the show? The pilot, the pilot's like a movie. Is a movie, okay. Yeah, I, it was released in Europe as as a film, and that's why it was so hard to wrangle them all together for one box set for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Just wanted to be clear on that. I still have not seen Twin Peaks. <gasps> I can't get past the four minute intro sequence. <laughs> doom, doom. I, I love, I love Twin Peaks. Uh, it was like one of my first TV obsessions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael started watching it like a while back. He was watching it fits and starts. On Netflix still still fits and starts. I think yeah. I made it through the first season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good place to stop. <laughs> um, but just er- just hearing the theme song, like even downstairs, halfway across the house, my ears would perk up. Like, <gasps> <laughs> oh, weird do, shit's do, about to happen. I do like the theme song, and I've liked every second of the show I've seen. Um, and I do mean to get back into it. Is it being taken off Netflix because it's a Showtime thingy now? It might be. Uh, exactly. oh. I need to finish watching it. Subscribe yep. via Hulu. That'd be awful. Yep. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> Number two on the <clears throat> worst TV adaptations Boy. with a 3% on <sighs> Rotten Tomatoes. We have uh, the worst investment on this list. It made back 10% of its budget. Ooh. <sighs> Sergeant Bilko? Yep. Bilko almost made this list. My dad made me watch it again recently. Is this car 54? Nope. That was the poster I had in my room. Uh, (laughs) It's not F True. No, they never had a movie. Bewitched? You can tell. No, that's not Bewitched. Oh, Bewitched. I forgot about Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman's mm, Bewitched. No, that's like number 14 or 15. That's mm. Damn, that's what the fuck? This would be McHale's Navy. Uh, okay, uh, I was uh, so uh, close uh, with Bilko. Yeah, like, really was this Tom close. Arnold? Yep. Tom Arnold. Tom that's Arnold. What, that's the difference between Bilko and McHale. One got Steve Martin, <laughs> got Tom <laughs> Arnold, and that's why um, one's a lot lower than the other. Well, no, I just like uh, my dad's <laughs> generation is all of a sudden I'm hearing people like, no, Sergeant Bilko was an awesome show. Oh, like, man. Phil Silvers was mm-hmm. a fucking genius. Yeah. He does not get his due in the U.S. at all. Well, in, well, I'm, I know mainly Europe, about it love him? because the, the guy who does Zippy the Pinhead used to do like a lot. Like he did, would incorporate Sergeant Bilko stuff into a lot of his strips. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was a brief period where it was on Nick at Night and I mm-hmm. just devoured them. I, I've heard that it, it more popular in the U.K. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more of that style humor. Well, but, I, oh, it's so, so well, I mean, good. Well, Chris, you've seen Sergeant Bilko because you've watched Top Cat, and that is the exact same <laughs> show. They, they just ripped it off. Yeah. But uh, 
I liked Phil Silvers in the um, uh, it is brief scene in Mad 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 World. Oh, yeah. like, oh you kid, you told me this was a shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> is he the one parody of The Simpsons? Yeah, yes, you yes. kid. Yeah, I mostly I, I remember McHale's Navy because of Pat Oswalt's anecdote about yeah. being on it. No, no, it was down Periscope in his book. He's was not it? Kelsey yep. Grammer. Oh, okay. He's talking about down uh, Periscope. Uh, so, yeah. All right. What was Mikhail's Navy? I know. I Nobody. think I saw it, and they were trying to refurbish a boat living on a desert island and not working. It's working against the military. Oh, it was an Ernest yeah. Borgnine Yeah, it was Ernest Borgnine. Who was an um, Oscar-nominated actor. Oscar winner. Actor winner. Winning. Yeah. Thank you for Marty. Wonderful mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Went for 138 episodes. Went off the air in 1966. Again, 31 years later, late 90s. Let's just, let's wow. just recycle this because maybe somebody recognizes the name, uh-huh. or maybe <laughs> maybe like the studio already owns it. That's kind of my guess on some of these. Maybe, it's yeah. like Universal or Columbia or whoever. Mm-hmm. It's it's free. Universal has we an astounding TV library, and you also we were talking about network debuts and like Paramount and uh, Warner Brothers sat on the sidelines making most of the shows on televisions with no networks for a long uh, time. Well, you see, Chris, that was partially a government thing. Like Wasn't? once upon a time, networks couldn't make shows for themselves mm. legally. They could. They had to pay somebody else to make a show for them. Once that stopped, you started having things like 30 Rock, which NBC made for themselves and produced. Same with King of the Hill. That's a famous story of why uh, the producers on The Critic thinks that The Critic got canceled and King of the Hill got renewed. Mm-hmm. Fox owned King of the Hill. They did not own The Critic. and so Same with home movies. Uh, yeah. Same deal. Adult Swim didn't own home movies. This had a hell of a cast, though. David yeah. Allen Greer, Tim Curry, Dang. Bruce Campbell, French Stewart. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yes. I forgot Bruce Campbell's like, well, he's, he's Bruce Campbell in it. He's the same character he always is. That's why I even heard a single thing about it because one of the first things I ever did on the internet was just, Bruce what Campbell. was Bruce Campbell doing? What did he do? What more things has he done? Oh, I know he's a Tolicus and Zena, but what else has he been up to hmm. since Briscoe County Jr.? Hmm. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Damn, did he, did he, did, I'm. Almost bummed out. These are getting so obscure. We don't even remember the shows that they are. Yeah, I was excited. Hey, I was excited to see Bruce Campbell. So, in it, but then Tom Arnold, the story of Tom Arnold, he seems to be like the nicest person in the world, but he is someone I never want to see do stuff. Like he sucks. The nicest like, person <laughs> in the world, but like, like even in person, kinetic and annoying. And yeah, like, mm-hmm. definitely annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing, my favorite thing he's been in that I've seen was Happy Endings. Was the name of it, which was uh, oh yeah, it was this anthology ish. Type Robert Altman ish indie film that had like Maggie Gyllenhaal and um, other people. But anyway, his character was just the nicest guy in the world. And oh, um, Phoebe from Lisa Kudrow's in it too. And yeah, it's. It's a good. It's a. It's a kind of gay film. It's about fifty percent gay. Not Gross, a gay eh? film. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's a good. It's a. It's a nice little movie. I like it. But but he's great in it actually because he's just this he's funny great. duddy father who doesn't know anything. He's great in True Lies. And yeah, yeah. He told that story yeah. of WTF. Like uh, James Cameron's like, I want to cast Tom Arnold, and everybody's like, It's not cool to cast Tom Arnold, and we won't pay for it. And he's like, mm-hmm. But he's right for the role. Uh, what the fuck? What's wrong with yeah. you? Don't argue with me. I'm James Cameron, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, well, man, his WTF about the molestation shit yeah, in his he, past any, life. Anytime Tom heavy. Arnold is interviewed, he is the most candid person ever. He yep. talks about, yeah, and, and me and Rosie were on, like, a ton of coke at that time. And, like, so I charged this plane to, like, go find her. But then she was with her new boyfriend. He just owns up to every 
horrible thing he's ever done yeah. or has happened to him. <laughs> and there's some terrible things that have happened to him. So I guess Mikhail's Navy really paid for a lot of cocaine for him. So that's um, at least good in that maybe, respect. Maybe, probably I, I wish there not. were four jobs I could take for six months that would make me set for life. And uh, Tom Arnold got that. So I don't feel too bad for him. That's true. I mean, he did get, I'm sure, some money up front. But the, the budget on it was $42 million and it made four point five Holy worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. That even for me, like who would, I'm a big mystery science theater 2000, and I would go and look up their references when I didn't fully understand them. Mm-hmm. And I never, I've never heard of McHale's Navy. That show was never syndicated on Nick at Night. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? I have no oh, idea. What? I really don't. Maybe know. it was Tom Arnold's favorite thing. He was Dude, just like, did, it's been my dream to star nobody, in a, a McHale's Navy. Why's nobody adapted Dobie Gillis? That show's instantly yeah. like yeah. relatable to everyone. Sure. That's true. I, like well, I mean, it's basically it, was, it actually based on a movie, so I guess. Oh, also, well, way. and the many loves Dobie Gillis mm-hmm. basically was uh, Saved by the Bell. Kind yes, of. like that, yeah. I mean, even the talking to the camera shit. It was the sexiest thing I saw as a child in black and white. I thought mm-hmm. it was scandalous. Once you saw yeah. Warren Beatty, you're like, oh, Whoa. young Warren Beatty, mm-hmm. so gorgeous. And I, I prefer, I prefer even Bob Denver, young. I prefer him as the <laughs> oh. beatnik to Gilligan any day of the week. That's mm-hmm. Maynard G. Yeah. Krebs was that? Yeah, Krebs. Krebs. Why do I remember? God well, because Homer said it once. Ugh. Take that, Maynard G. Krebs. No, I really did like the show. It was a, little kid. <laughs> it was a good show. It was a good show. As a little kid, oh my god, are we entering number one? We're ready for number and it's one. Not one I had a poster of. Well, there's a holdup in the Bronx. Brooklyn's broken ah, out yes. in fights. There's a traffic jam in Harlem. Wow. That's back to Jackson Heights. There's a scout troop short a child. Who's just do it out of love? Car 54, where are you? God, the theme song is great. Yep. I, so, I think it's one of the first shows that was on Nick at Night. Yeah. I watched it all the Starring time. Starring Herman Munster and yes. this and short guy. That's because Nick, the Nick at Night bumpers would point that out to me. Like, yeah. you, you guys like the Munsters? You're going to love Car 54. Where are you? Same guy. Yeah. Same guy. I love the Munsters. Black and white. All this black and white. Just to think of like cable, sh- any cable channel showing black and white footage mm-hmm. now is... Is a yeah. crazy idea. This wasn't black and white. The, the, the show uh, was, Car Fifty yeah. Four, yeah. unless Carfish it's like Ford. Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> I hadn't heard that theme song in such a long time, but I forgot that one of the first ever Mario commercials, Mario, yeah. where are you? Is uh-huh, that uh-huh. is a parody wow. of that? Wow. It's running up the pipes. Mario, where are you? It's all about Luigi getting overwhelmed with all the crabs and shit that are coming out of the pipes. So the only episode I remember as a kid was... It, it had a reference to Pagliacci, which I never got wow. until, until decades later. You know, the sad clown who's in Geneva. I'm a great opera singer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, there's a... I think it, it the plot of the episode was that Herman Munster's character turned out he was very good at singing opera and and then I forget what but he imagines the other guy the short guy imagines that Herman kills himself as Pagliacci does and it's it's a very it was the thing the first time I ever saw as a kid swinging feet implying <laughs> oh, uh, a death by hanging. <laughs> I really didn't get as a kid. So it was either. a censor friendly way to show suicide at the time. In oh, the 50s, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also remember there was like a bit of an odd couple dynamic there where you had Judy yeah. who was like constantly talking about baseball and shit, and then Herman Munster's character was very reserved and sort mm. of cultured. Yeah, well, he's sort of like kind of nebbishy a little bit, but yeah, he's yeah. you know still he's this big, he's an tall, imposing force, but tall yeah. sort of, but sort of nervous kind of guy. Mm. Which he did better as Herman Munster, anyway. Like that's so the, his best. In the movie, the two cops are Buster Poindexter and John C. McGinley. Yeah. Mm. I what? I don't actually, remember this yeah. at all. Would, would you like to hear this amazing cast? Yes. 
Let's hear it. It was like Rosie O'Donnell's first movie. Let's just hear it. Dresher, Nipsey Russell, Rosie O'Donnell, Daniel Baldwin, Jeremy Piven, Tone Look, The Ramones, and Al Lewis. <laughs> what? It had a mon- it had a monsters person in it. Yeah, well, Al Lewis. Lewis was on the show too originally. He was oh, the yeah, captain. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, oh god, Al Lewis. Yeah, and those, scary to see. Yeah, him. Wait, those was he are... alive and not the dad monster? Yeah. What? Wait, what? Who? No, no, no. He's... Al Lewis was a Dracula. He's grandpa. Got yeah. it. Wait, but he was the grandpa. I think he's outlived everybody. Yeah, he outlived. He outlived oh, he the did. person played his own son on the show. Yes. Yeah, he did. Dad, sometimes dad's better. Yeah. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's good, that's a good reference. Come on. There you go. Uh, yep. Car 54 has zero on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Remember, well, I got Savage, but I got the poster zero. for free, so it hung in my room for a long time. So the yeah. thing with Buster Poindexter is that I don't think anybody should ever cast him in a movie. Like, his voice is, is horrible. Nobody wants to see him as the lead in anything. He's a good cab driver. You want to hear someone? No, he's a great supporting guy, He but he kills your But ears. I think it did work for Tootie, though, because that's what Tootie's voice was like. It was very gravelly and loud and... I That's suppose. True. So you're yeah. getting so at least has the integrity of the classic series. <laughs> uh-huh. Fifty four. Let's, let's hear some of this wonderful, wonderful movie. We have the lowest reported crime rate in the whole city. Of course you do. You don't report any. And what they lack in good instinct, they make up for with good intentions. You've got a big booger right here. David Johansson, John McGinley, Fran Drescher, Nipsey <laughs> Russell, yeah. and the Ramones. <laughs> the Ramones. What the fuck? This sounds like a drag queen. They're like, we got the Wallace reported. <laughs> no, it, well, it does. It sounds to me like Harvey Firestein. Like, yeah. They're basically yeah. the same place. I was going to say that sounded like uh, Mrs. Bighead from Rocco, but that, mm. that mm-hmm. is Harvey mm-hmm. Firestein. It's the same place. There you go. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. Bluff barf. Apparently it was originally filmed as a musical. What? And they abandoned oh, it. It was going to be Cop Rock the movie. Oh. <laughs> Until someone pointed out that that was terrible and bad. Oh. And that's why you cast David Johansson, I suppose. But to, to sing it so His, I don't know how I feel about him because mm-hmm. I, I actually quite like the New York Dolls and they're uh, very mm-hmm. important in uh, punk history mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. some glam history. Um, but once he went Buster Poindexter, what the fuck? But you not you didn't like he cashed out like that or yeah. he didn't like the, uh, <laughs> yeah, he needed to make his I body, don't man. Come get on. It. Did he just fry too many brain cells? Like, what the fuck? Like he used to this is just kids shit. Like he used to be <laughs> so fucking edgy and weird. That's what the eighties did to everybody, man. Mm. Once they started the doing really once did. they started doing Coke instead of uh, heroin, it's, it's <laughs> as long as I'm yep. on screen, what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently the movie was filmed in nineteen ninety. Like oh it took my that long god, it took to, four years I mean, it to has dump it? Above the title, Nipsey Russell. <laughs> I guess after four years, like, we're going to get sued if we don't release this. Like we, oh It says <laughs> in these contracts we have to release this film. So, all uh, right, let's put it out, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't imagine this would be on the list. I thought it would just nestle snugly somewhere in the middle. Oh no! Uh, zero. zero. That has to be one of very few zeros on Rotten. And I remember the poster zero. had Rosie O'Donnell doing like a full-on like Home Alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. this makes uh, this makes her East of Eden films. It was like her first so. film. Not East of Eden. Welcome, oh, to welcome to Eden. That's right. Whatever. East of Eden's a good movie. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Welcome to Eden. The which uh, I didn't realize was an Anne Rice film. Which, oh, of course it was. Yeah. She wrote the book. It was based on apparently. 
Yeah, it's how so she was dealing with her sexual urges before she became the a crazy cat. Detail Rosie O'Donnell in lingerie, uh, more in like leather. Yeah. By the way, I like saw a leather I'm, corset. I yeah. saw that in a Rolling Stone magazine. My parents sent me to camp, and it did help me become a man. Rosie O'Donnell in lingerie. She's probably not comfortable knowing that, but uh, yeah, thanks, Rosie. And then Dan Aykroyd just shows up, and he must kill your bone. Didn't hurt. Like, Didn't <laughs> hurt. He's also in lingerie. <laughs> And yeah, okay, so that was number one. Here are a couple, just to let you know who missed the top ten by mm-hmm. this much. Uh, Get Smart, the nude bomb film. Yeah. Also oh, bomb. It's like with the main cast mm. and everything. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, no, just but really. Was, you know, a huge was, portion of that film was uh, made at Universal Studios, like yeah. the, the ride attraction. Yeah, uh, and it, it was a good ten-something years after, no, the, the, movie, the, after the TV show had left the air. Now, the big deal to Get Smart film is that it had it, it had him, the, it had him as Maxwell Smart, and it wow. had... It had the actress from Emmanuel, the sexy French, the <laughs> thing that basically invented erotic cinema in the 70s, yeah. Emmanuel. Late Night yeah. Cinemax. Yeah. yeah. She, she wasn't 99 either. She was like 98 or something. Yeah. That's not a different original number. 99 I thought that still, was, didn't it? No? no, that's what pissed no. me off when I watched oh, it. I was man. like, wait, where's his they, wife? They just repl- yeah, they replaced his wife because women are interchangeable, Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's how James Bond always felt, too, so... I guess the parody bonds are interchangeable. Yeah. Tied with that is Thunderbirds at Oof. 19. That Oof. is, uh, yeah, the, the epitome of Ken Bingsley. Oh, yes. Ken Bingsley acting. But again, directed by Jonathan Frakes, I believe. Oh, it's so bad, though. <laughs> it's really bad. 21, Leave it to Beaver. Same with Star Trek Five. Leave oh, yeah, the Beaver the movie. Holy movie. shit. Yeah. Why does that exist? I don't, it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't need to exist. I do, There's I, nothing funny about that show. It's only, heartwarming, whatever. I wrote my first short story as a class assignment, and it had two things in it that were my favorite things at the time, and it was Boglins and the new Leave it to Beaver show. <laughs> oh, the yeah. new Leave it to Beaver. I forgot that, yeah. Yes, I'm playing with my Boglins watching the new Leave it to Beaver show. I'm a kid who's guaranteed to have no friends with similar interests. <laughs> I remember the only thing I knew about Leave It to Beaver was that the actor who played Beaver was on Married with Children once. He was on the the uh, Supermarket Sweep episode of Married with Children. Remember when they when I, Al no. and Peggy competed against the next door neighbors I do in not. Supermarket Sweep? And the actor who played who played Beaver was like the special guest uh, for the filming. There's of a it. character named Beaver. Yeah, Beaver. Yeah, I thought it just Beaver meant Cleaver. trust your wife, Beaver Cleaver. <laughs> and and so then and so then Bud and Kelly are out for like eight hours. And so then Bud and Kelly make fun of him to his face for like twenty minutes straight. And that's that's basically all the that's all his guest starring was. That he's just like, yeah, I'll be there's a joke. Whatever. Right. Thank you for this arc to allow me to use the word beaver like that twice in two episodes. <laughs> right. I won't do it again. Uh, just one last thing. Anyone want to take a stab at the lowest grossing film Ooh. based on a TV show? Mm. Mm, not so, not relative to its budget. I'm guessing. No, um, regardless, regardless of budget, no, not, not even close. Dennis the Menace, Beastmaster. Nope. nope. <laughs> Beastmaster. It had a TV no, show. No, it was a TV show after a movie. Um, uh, boy, oh boy. This Would have been tough. more interesting if it was Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Nope. Uh, not the second Brady Bunch film. Nope. Not uh, real world candy. It was released. Oh, real world candy. Nope, not a Gong Show movie. Nope, not Gong Show movie is a fucking fascinating. Uh, Wait, that nope. exists? Oh yeah, dude, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Wow, it nope. is crazy. Nope, those all kicked the hell out of Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Oh, it made, really? It oh. was cost three million dollars. They lied, and it made two hundred grand. Wow! Yeah. Oh, well, but hold on, that was the first one of the first movies. Well, I think it's. It, I love those guys. That movie's really hard to watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard to love. 
but love Tim especially and like if you can stay with it after the shrimp scene, then uh, you are a man of superhuman constitution. I think it gets better towards the end. The end, the beginning is pretty excruciating. Yeah. But that movie was also one of the first movies that I can remember was released the same week in, on demand and in theaters. Uh-huh. So I'm sure it made very little in theaters because I was. It's the only movie I've downloaded on iTunes. I think ever, but it's but also nobody. I mean, like Aquatine, but they don't. But they don't, I, they don't sur- track those numbers. Yeah, I'm really I surprised that they even bothered to give it a theatrical release. I don't understand why you would do that. Really? I love Tim and Eric quite a lot too, but that film is hard, man. Even and that's after like I've seen the Crimbus episode or like the Man Milk oh, episode man. of this show. Like, those are hard too, but not the movie, boy. Though I just love that absolutely. Productions like they produce so many of my favorite shows that mm-hmm. Tim and Eric aren't even in. Like they're such yeah. a force for good in comedy, and I like that. Yeah, they're somehow <laughs> very organized, I guess. And can I, mm-hmm. I did like that billion dollar movie doesn't refer to the movie itself. It's just they make they a billion, make billion dollar, dollar movie, movie and get run out of Hollywood on a rail, starring a Johnny Depp impersonator, yes. <laughs> Diamond Joe. <laughs> and it's like he's he wears a suit made entirely out of diamonds, yeah. and that diamond suit is what they spent most of the film's budget on. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And it's three minutes, <laughs> and it contains two of the the best bad guys, William Atherton and Robert Loggia. Oh, nice! Screaming, yeah, yeah. it's so great. That the, That's pretty sweet. Robert Loggia, you think he had any fucking clue what, what the he was fuck in? Is this like, piece of shit. Just no, want me to scream again? What? Yeah, he's one of those guys that never says no. It's like him and <laughs> oh, yeah. Danny Trejo. They, they literally, out of the goodness of their hearts or whatever, will show up to any student project, well, any like, crap. They're gonna they leave can. their grand grandkids a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What ne- really I don't know what ne- Netflix residual shakes out for. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It's it's always on one of the streaming services. Billy Miller movie. Tried to watch it again. It's tough. You know what? You know what I hate about it though. What who mm-hmm. I hate in it? I love John C. Riley mm-hmm. so much. I'm gonna drop the C and just call him John Riley because I bet we're friends. He doesn't know it yet. Uh, his taquito character is awful. Like he just yes. comes up and coughs on screen. And I know Tim and Eric think that's hilarious, and anybody who complains mm-hmm. about it is awful. But you used one of the funniest people in the universe to be most one of the most physical, like visually repellent, and, yeah, repellent <laughs> characters of all time. Yeah, I, that's there, why there, they think it's funny. Probably. There are funny parts of that movie. They go and interview with Will Ferrell, and he's like, "It's like that movie Top Gun. You want to watch it?" It's and the then this part of it just movie. Cuts, yeah. it cuts to the credits. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. You want to watch it again? Uh, and they do. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah, I love that. I love that part. But yeah. though I also remember in an interview before but when the movie was coming out, Tim and Eric said, he, this film does have Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in it. This is nothing like Step Brothers. If you're a Step Brothers fan, don't see this because you're not going to get it. Mm. You won't like this. Will Forte's in it. Who doesn't ah, get enough credit? He's so <laughs> he's just ah, screaming all uh, Love Will Forte. God, I he... love the. Are you guys watching Moonbeam City? No, I want to though. His, his character of uh, Rad. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if the poop was mine or it was from the sewer, and I got some poop in my mouth, and I liked it. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> all right, tell we've... me what you want me to fuck. <laughs> God damn Will Forte. Someone give him a medal of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On our behalf. That has been Laser Time. Holy shit. I, it's okay if you tuned out for the long, prolonged discussions of the 1950s shows. You, <laughs> we barely remember. No. Uh, but that's part of the point. Why totally, are they making movies out totally. of shit that we don't remember? Totally, totally, Most totally. of its original viewers are dead. Like, yeah. And it wasn't even like that great at the time. Yeah. It's not like something that needed it's to like, be brought to a new generation. If I may bring it to my generation, it's like if someone announced they're going to make a movie out of Sister, Sister... 
Or <laughs> yes, that's a good comparison. Hanging with yeah. Mr. Cooper. Yeah, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, sitcom we all kind of endured because we had to. And like, okay, I think that that's, major dad. That's part of this like huge growth of Sister content Kate. and entertainment. Like, you don't, you we didn't have to settle for as much garbage as our parents did. So like things they might have nostalgia for doesn't mean that they like it, mm-hmm. and that nor that they'll go see a movie with it, let alone take their loved ones. Mm-hmm. That's what on-demand programming is going to lead to. There won't be a monoculture, yeah, but we won't I don't, all I don't remember think that'll bad happen. I don't think we'll see a Family Matters movie. I, I, I don't not. think that'll happen. Even well, we, no, it's just not. was it a comic book? Yes or no? <laughs> then it will be produced. In, or could I get an actor from Game of Thrones to play this character? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you make films now. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right, we have been Laser Time. You can find out more at lasertimepodcast.com where we have daily uh, multiple articles. We have live streams three days a week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 3 o'clock Pacific, Pacific time. time. That's a PM, baby. Um, yeah, that goes new release, noteworthy. Next day, Wednesday, shit show, the shittiest games ever. Played by the best people on the internet. <laughs> uh, and then the Nintendo stream unlocked by our Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time. Thank you so much for your support. Oh, and hey, there's Cape Crisis too, which is the thanks to your support, where I host it and we talk about the newest releases in the world of comic books, which the the thing I just trashed uh, just now. <laughs> we talk a ton about comic book movies. And, and geek, uh, geek news in general. And geek news good, in general. And we do the same with Pro Wrestling on Cheap Popcast, mm-hmm. hosted by Dave Rudd, the other biggest beneficiary of Diamond the Dope. Patreon. Mm-hmm. Also, listen to Video Game Apocalypse. It's a show about video games that goes up every Friday. And mm-hmm. it makes me think that we should do something about TV shows based on video games, of which Whoa. there have been many, and they've all been awful. The good Ooh. ones, I think there are almost five good ones. I know, I know that mm-hmm. there are people out there who are like, but Saturday Supercade, and I will say, Ooh. you're probably wrong. Up. No, I've watched, I have watched episodes of Frogger and Cubert and tough. Donkey Kong oh, wow. and Donkey Kong Jr. They are sub-Scooby-Doo. Like, Scooby- <laughs> Scooby-Doo is the level I put that stuff at. Like, okay, is this God a good damn. Scooby-Doo? Nope. <laughs> no, this is like, this is four steps below like most Hanna-Barbera Scooby-Doo knockoffs. Wow. Like, so it's like four steps below like Clue Club. I yes. Love, and, I love Cubert. Uh, Funky Phantom. Cubert recasts the Cubert characters as like high school kids. They're all like and Cubert <laughs> wa- wa- goes around fuck? with a Letterman jacket. In, yep. in a, what? It's, yeah, it's, it's so Cubert. it's Cubert kids? Yeah, well, it's more like Cubert American Graffiti. What the yeah. crap? Or the snake character like wears like one of those newsboy caps to show that he's like a, a bad gang member. Yeah, he's type. the he's uh, one of the if biker it, kids. Wait, he's a greaser. If he's it's Q- if it's Cubert American graffiti, please tell me somebody <laughs> dies in Vietnam. Oh, I wish. <laughs> well, I never. I haven't Vietnam. seen the last episode. Yeah, they never got another. As season. It turns out the, the game is just his death dream as he lies bleeding <laughs> out in the jungle. Uh, <laughs> I love Cubes. I've you know I've read the BuzzFeed article on that uh, theory. I, I think it, uh, oh, in the Frogger one, he's an investigative journalist. The Takes them on. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep. Writes for the Swamp Gazette. Yep. <laughs> Sir, Sir, those were and that was a trivia shows, question right? I once had the answer to. Oh wow. my God. So yeah, Saturday Super K, real bad. Did you play? Was that a Video Game Apocalypse plug? I don't. Was that yes, clear? Yeah. Okay. Video Game Apocalypse <laughs> oh, every Friday. Go listen to it. Hanna Barbera's Pac Man is way better than oh, Super K. Oh my god! Pac Man is smoked like nine hundred cigarettes a day. I don't have a podcast. I just take over this one. <laughs> but if you're a Laser Time person who wants to reach out to me and ask me about classic movies, uh, I'm on Twitter now at listenanerd.com or whatever. Listen a nerd at Twitter. Mm. Okay. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm new to Twitter, okay? I'm not At Le Cine Nerd. You need Le to spell Cine. it out. Like H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. Yeah, I still don't know what you're Twitter. saying. Do it. Uh, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D. 
What does that mean? Le is French, and ciné is also French, and nerd is Le nerd. ciné nerd. Le ciné nerd. You lucky dog. Look at you. No like cinema languages. nerd. Yeah. You got movie, the movie nerd yep. in a different language. Well, I think mm-hmm. it's time for us mm-hmm. to say ciné. Uh, oh. uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.